This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time 1203. Great to have you with us for the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. On today's Noon Business Hour, because of supply chain problems, because of the pandemic, no real clothing deals available right now. Also, we'll talk about gas prices. They are now at seven-year highs. Right now, the government jobs report for June headlines today's data. We're joined by Greg McBride, Chief Financial Financial analyst at bankrate.com. Greg, 850,000 jobs in June, better than expected. What do you make of this report? Oh, it's a strong report, Cisco. Uh, you know, I think I would call it job recovery, not job creation, being that, uh, you know, the biggest gainer, leisure and hospitality. Very consistent with an economy that's reopening, people going out to spend, uh, employers, you know, that are reopening and, and have positions to fill. We saw 343,000 jobs added uh, just in the leisure and hospitality sector, um, you know, but, you know, some strong performance in other areas as well. Leisure and hospitality, that's expected, right, as we reopen? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it, that was the hardest hit on the way down. And, you know, we're now we're at the point where that's where we're starting to see the biggest gains, you know, very consistent with uh, things that are reopening and getting back to some semblance of normal. So moving forward, what do we need as far as job creation goes? What would you say is a healthy level that we need to get to just about every month? Well, I mean, I think Lisa's, you know, segment at the top of the hour said it, that it, at this pace, it would take till February of next year to recover the 6.8 million jobs that we are down relative to where we were pre-pandemic. So I think that's, you know, a blueprint. If we see things accelerate more, uh, you know, then we'll get there sooner. If it slows down, it's going to take longer. Uh, and that's very significant because the Fed has really kind of circled that full employment or close to it. Before, you know, that that's the substantive progress they're looking for before they really entertain any thoughts of raising interest rates. Is there a challenge in, in getting to full employment, at least what it was before the pandemic? Is there a challenge by the fact that you have a lot of people who've just decided to retire, whether it's early retirement or they were at retirement age and decided, you know, they didn't want to deal with it anymore? There's some people who are just not going back to work. Yeah, and there are some businesses that aren't coming back either. Uh, and then, you know, even more that, you know, we're uh, households that, you know, they've changed fields altogether. So uh, there are definitely some hurdles to clear that are you know going to be obstacles in terms of replicating this type of, of job number that we saw this month in the months ahead. Uh, moving forward to uh, the inflation issue, we, we talk about that a lot in, in terms of the markets. Uh, does that impact pretty much everything in the wider economy if inflation continues? It does. And, you know, the operative question there is, OK, is the Fed right and inflation that spike is transitory 
or does it become embedded in something more sustained? And, and you know, that tug of war is going to continue throughout the balance of this year. Uh, and it's probably going to be late this year, early next year, before we've really got a better sense of which side of that is right. Thanks so much. That is Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com. Just ahead, resetting your portfolio for the second half of the year. With the calendar page now turning to July, you may want to reassess where you stand with your investments. Let's check in with Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management. You can find him online at Fairhavenwealth.com. Mark, is it a pretty good idea? I mean, it is about the halfway point of the year here. Is that where you encourage people to take a look at things every three months? Six months. What do you suggest? Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's always a good time to uh, middle of the year to take a take a look at where where one stands in their financial plan. And and yeah, a natural a natural point would be the would be the mid year uh, the mid year point. And I think uh, a lot of the financial planning review uh, recommendations that I see are, are, are investment centric. And, and while investments are certainly part of the financial plan, it's important to look at th- other things beyond just how the portfolio is positioned. So what should people do when they look at it? I mean, there's got to be more to it than just opening a statement and taking a peek at it. So absolutely. So it's important to make to take a look at where your goals, uh, what, what goals you articulated when you first put that plan together, if those have changed. Uh, to, to make sure the portfolio reflects the goals, uh, any changes in goals. And so that starts with just a, a high-level review of your mix of stocks and bonds. And if that, if that uh, still makes sense for you, if it's too, ri- too much risk or, or maybe not enough risk. But then other parts of a financial plan might, might include insurance coverage. And so for a lot of people that maybe are commuting less, reviewing that auto insurance policy uh, where, you, where you make a – a, uh, a reference to how much you might be driving to work, maybe that's changed, and maybe there's an opportunity to shave a few dollars off the off the insurance policy. Looking at uh, things like healthcare powers of attorney, so so uh, decisions uh, that are going to be made for you in the event that you can't make decisions for yourself. It's important to make sure those documents reflect uh, reflect your current wishes. And then a recent uh, report that I just saw. Uh, the University of Michigan is predicting a COVID baby boom for later later this summer. So if there's been an expansion in your family or there's one coming, uh, never too early to get started saving for college with 529 plans and, uh, and getting uh, credit started for little ones. There's actually no age minimum in putting a, uh, in making a child uh, an authorized user on your credit card. So you could get them started building their credit before they leave the hospital. If the family's growing life insurance, is that also an issue talking with someone about, uh, you know, how much you have, whether you have it, what kind you should have? Absolutely. So we've got my wife and I've got four kids. And so we, we looked at life insurance with the arrival of each of them. And this is I'm into my early 50s, so I'm going to date myself. But I, when I first bought a piece of term life insurance, I want to say I got a million dollars of coverage for 20 years, and it was a premium of something like $400 a year. It is dirt cheap uh, insurance, that is, when you are, when you are young. And that's a, that is a very responsible uh, thing to do for any new parent to think about uh, how their family might be taken care of if they aren't around. Yeah, I got some term when I was in my 20s, and I, uh, you know, now that I'm in my 40s, I went to, to have a quote again. I'm a, I'm a little offended at how the quotes change between your 20s and 40s. It, it is it is offensive, especially for us males. But uh, but you're not but you're not alone. So so but yeah, I think the 
the, uh, the, the point on this mid-year financial plan review is, again, it's a lot, it should be a lot more than just looking at the, looking at the investments if you're thinking about an overall plan review. Yeah, and being, um, I mean, I guess maybe taking the emotion out of some of these decisions, a lot of times, especially with investments, we get emotional about it and it keeps, it keeps us from making all the wise choices we could otherwise make. It it can it can and we've had a nice we've had a nice start to the year in the investment markets and so I think uh, one uh, one rule of thumb to think about is as as people are out there uh, looking at their investment portfolio it's uh, another way to think about rebalancing is to love the things that you hate and hate the things that you love and so it's 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 easy to fall in love with investments that are doing well and think about hey I'm gonna I'm gonna add more to that when discipline rebalancing is the exact opposite you're, you're going to be you want to be selling some of the things or reducing some of the exposure in your portfolio from those investments that have done the best in order to allocate to some of the, to some of those investments that maybe have that maybe have struggled a little bit which can be much easier said than done and if you're making changes probably important to remind us you know don't don't make changes just to make changes i mean make wise changes that it really have some basis in in fact someone saying this is going to be good absolutely which which is uh, which is another reason why we're big fans of just uh picking points in time of the of the year and so again a mid-year review could be great it could be around your it could be around your birthday. Uh, you know, the date, the particular date doesn't necessarily matter, but that there's a discipline process that you're following to try and mitigate the, uh, the, effects, the effects of, a, of emotion. You know, fear, fear and greed can lead all of us to make uh, not the best decisions if we, if we let our emotions drive the train. Thanks so much, Mark Horner. He is Wealth Advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management. Up next, not an especially good time for deals on clothing. Money Talks, as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Shoppers are finding fewer big sales on clothing, both online and in stores. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Jan Rogers-Niffen, CEO of J. Rogers-Niffen Worldwide, based in New York. Uh, Jan, I guess I have some personal experience with this. I've been looking online for a few items that I need, and and I I can't find sales anywhere. Yes, and when you find that item, you better go ahead and buy it, no matter what the price is, because if you don't, it's going to be gone. And that's going to be true from now through back to school, right in the holiday. Supply is not going to be out there. Prices are not going to come down. We're not going to see unplanned promotions. We're going to see full price selling right through the holiday season. Why is that? Demand is high. And a lot of the goods didn't get ordered because people were afraid to order in the face of what they didn't know COVID would be doing because they had to order it six months ago. And now they're just short, not counting the fact the supply chain is not working perfectly. So, yeah, you should go buy it if you see it. So the people who think, oh, okay, well, uh, there's no sales right now in July. I'll I'll wait for, as you say, the back-to-school season or or the holiday season. It's going to take a while for things to get back to normal in regard to that supply chain. It's going to take till at least back to school of 2022 before that happens. You're going to see great gross margins, good sales that will only be constrained because they won't have enough merchandise, shortages of inventory, and you best not wait for the markdown to buy the product because it won't be there. So uh, going forward, I mean, is it uh, for these retailers, pretty good season? Then They don't have as much product as they want, but they're getting good prices. 
it's going to be fabulous. We're going to see the best gross margins we've ever seen, I believe, in retailing, at least in my career. And I've been in retailing really a long time. And I believe we're going to see very solid demand. There's plenty of money out there. Unemployment is not that high. People who are unemployed are drawing pretty good unemployment. And we're going to see jobs increase right through the back end of the year. We've got a record savings rate. We have low um, credit card debt. We have a consumer that can and wants to spend. The roaring 2020s that I talk about all the time now are real. It's coming, and it's going to roar from here right through Christmas. Thanks so much, Jan Rogers Niffen. It sure are interesting times, aren't they? Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide. Still ahead, it's Entrepreneur Friday, promoting wellness through an organic approach using new technology in chiropractic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their walk on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The Illinois Department of Health updates coronavirus infection and vaccination numbers. The COVID picture across the globe is not very pretty. Drivers face the highest gasoline prices in years on this 4th of July weekend, and they're not going to be dropping anytime soon. It's Entrepreneur Friday. We meet a Chicago doctor using CBD products in his wellness and weight loss practice. WBBM Business, the Dow up 149, NASDAQ up 92, and the S&P up 26 points. Oil is flat, still barely hanging on to the $75 range. Sunshine throughout your day, right now 70 degrees, heading to a high of 75 degrees. The state of Illinois has seen more than 2,100 new cases of COVID over the past week, with an additional 54 deaths. More than 23,000 people in the state have died from the virus. Updated numbers show just under 72% of Illinois adults have received at least one dose of vaccine, with around 56% fully vaccinated.
The Delta strain of COVID-19 leading to a new surge of infections around the world. Russia has posted a record number of COVID deaths for the fourth day running. Europe's soccer body UEFA is coming in for criticism as fans travel to matches, including in Russia. Several games have already been super spreaders. Australia is halving the numbers allowed to fly into the country and trying out home quarantines for arrivals. And here in France, the health minister says the Delta variant now accounts for one in three new cases. Elaine Cobb, CBS News, Paris. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is pre-CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter. He's based in Hammond. Chuck, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? It's it's one of those days where kind of growth and value is doing reasonably well. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average flirting with an all-time high. It's trading right around that 34 777 level, which was the previous high. You've got new highs in the S&P 500, and you have uh, what appears to be a new high in the NASDAQ. Um, If there is a kind of a fly in the ointment, Cisco, it's it's that there is a bit of divergence going on now between the the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the Dow Jones Transportation Average. Uh, Even today, the Dow Transports are down a bit, and uh, they're down about 6% from their their all-time high. So, you know, it, today is a good day. It's fairly broad-based strength in the market, but um, that that one bit of yellow uh, caution out there is the fact of this divergence, which between the industrials and the transports, which is a big deal to Dow theorists like myself. And moving forward, what's your advice to investors? Given you you do, we've been saying this for a long time. A lot of uncertainty. I mean, inflation, taxes, uh, how long it'll take for supply chains to rebound? It's going to be a very interesting next six to twelve months. It, it will. I mean, there are always reasons to not invest in the market, and you can you, you just reeled off a, a litany of those. I, I think though that. Um, you know, the last me now, and, and that caution could translate. It doesn't have to translate necessarily into a significant market correction. It could be kind of a, a meandering market in the second half of the year where it's kind of trading sideways, digesting the, the pretty strong gains we've had in the first six months of the year. And if I had to guess, that's probably what we'll see, something uh, that's a little bit more trendless in the second half of the year. Again, if the transport's start to really improve and you start to see some of these economically sensitive stocks doing better, then, then that would set the way for a better performance. But the history has sustained an upward move without help from, from the, the transportation-related stocks. And right now, they appear to be in the doldrums a bit. Talk to the uh, maybe the inexperienced investor, the, the new investor, because I'm certain experienced investors, at least they understand this, uh, just about the importance of patience. I mean, if you look at fundamentals, you have a good stock, and, and uh, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking that in the long run it's going to be okay. There sometimes is this emotional pressure to try to get things so that they're always on an, uh, you know, an upward trajectory, and that just doesn't happen with any stock. No, it doesn't. Uh, actually, with most stocks, if you look at how they perform over time, um, they tend to move in fits and starts. I mean, you'll, you'll get a period where they may go on a, a tear for about a month or two, and then they, you know, they, they kind of meander sideways. A perfect example of that is Amazon. When you look at how Amazon has done over the long term, it's been a tremendous stock. But really, Amazon hasn't done much of anything in the last 12 months. And, you know, with things like Bitcoin and, and some of the, the, the meme stocks that have 
you know, really jump and you get these 20, 30, 40% moves in a single day, that, that tends to kind of skew, I think, what people and their expectations for investing. It, it, you know, investing, wealth building is really more of a marathon than a sprint. And if you own a good stock that has good fundamentals, um, don't get bored with it just because it hasn't done much in, you know, a couple of months. Typically good stocks over time reward investors who are patient with them. The, the reopening stocks, uh, have people missed out on, on any sort of deals in that area? Is you know, Wall Street's pretty much already made what it, it seems like it's going to make out of those stocks going forward. Yeah, I think those are the stocks that, that, that kind of need to regroup and, and move another leg upward here, I think, for the overall market to, to really do something. Those economically sensitive stocks, which you know, really did have a, a pretty strong period in the first six months of this year, but in recent weeks have kind of tailed off. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I wouldn't sell those stocks, particularly, again, if you own some good stocks that should benefit from them, but I think you're going to have to temper your expectations a little bit because, yeah, that, that theme seems to have been played out a little bit, and I, I don't, I, certainly the easy money has been made in those stocks right now. And you, you touched on this earlier. What's the Dow theory telling us? Well, the, the last major signal of the Dow theory was a bull market signal, so the primary trend of the market is bullish. However, what we are seeing more recently is a bit of divergence between the Dow industrials and the Dow transports. That doesn't always have to lead to a significant primary market change to a bear market, but oftentimes it is a precursor to, to a, a secondary correction in that 5 to 8% range. So, you know, that would not be something that would be surprising to us if that would happen over the next, I'd say, over the next four to eight weeks. Thanks so much, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter. Just ahead, Entrepreneur Friday, using technology and natural solutions to promote wellness. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday on the Noon Business Hour. This afternoon, we focus on health and wellness. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Dr. Jimmy Lopez, owner of Universal Wellness wellness source, founder of Healing Flowers CBD He's in Roscoe Village. Dr. Lopez, good to have you with us. Uh, guess, give us an idea here of exactly what you do, and then we'll dig into how you do it and what makes it unique. <laughs> uh, I'm a chiropractor in uh, Chicago, and one of the things we have is a new technology, the shockwave therapy device that was uh, on the doctor show, actually, um, where the only office in Chicago that has that besides the Cubs and UIC. And the technology has been absolutely amazing. It actually uh, recruits your body's own stem cells to migrate to the applied area or treatment area um, for natural healing. So it's, it's been amazing for our patients and for the community. So what sorts of things would that therapy help someone with? The primary patients that we have coming in have been mostly with knees, especially with COVID uh, and a lot of people not being able to have surgeries, uh, not be in hospitals. Um, we've been able to help a number of patients with soft tissue injuries, um, and, and you could put that anywhere from any joint, uh, but we've, we've, have, we've been more focused with knees. Um, with the damage through cartilage tears and uh, ligament tendon injuries so it, it's been really helpful in, in supporting those people recover 
without being and, and not being able to uh, get into the hospitals and avoid surgery. So what it does, I mean, it, it sounds like it's your body healing itself. Does, does that end up making people delay, for example, knee replacements and that sort of thing? Absolutely. That's, that's been the biggest thing is a number of people, they either couldn't get into surgery because they've had to lose weight, but they can't lose weight because they're, they can't move. So the technology, what it does is actually increases blood flow with growth factors, anti-inflammatory factors, and recruits your body's own stem cells to the area. So as we reduce the pain, get people, getting people able to move better, then that is just either prolonged uh, surgical treatment, um, help people avoid surgery, or just being able to get them to move again so they can actually, you know, get that weight off so they can, you know, continue with whatever treatment that they want. As an entrepreneur, I mean, it, it has to be. I mean, everyone's looking for an angle, right? Everyone's looking for an edge. They're, they're looking for something that no one else has. If you can say that that you're offering a treatment that very few other people have access to, it's it's got to be pretty good for an entrepreneur. Oh, it, it's been amazing because we, we do a really great job um, with our chiropractic care and, like, posture correction. One of the things that's been lacking, you know, when people come in and have these joint injuries, uh, you know, you can only do so much from a structural standpoint. What it's really allowed us to do is to be able to treat those people without necessarily referring them away, you know, and give them the, the, the care that they need, get them feeling better right away with also providing uh, long-term wellness care. As a chiropractor, talk about uh, navigating through the pandemic, how how that went, and then how you move forward. There, I, mean, I imagine there are unique challenges for chiropractors. Yeah, you know, it was we we were blessed, and it really got me to look at you know myself and what made me happy. Um, first of all, and looking at the hours, we were able to do just as much, if not more. Um, Stay open, number one, but be able to do just as much, if not more, and get my morning started later. So we were able to switch our hours up, um, really accommodate people uh, with their schedules. And, um, like, we didn't skip a beat, you know, other than those first two weeks that, you know, everybody was shut down. Um, we were able to stay open, and that really helped uh, the community, I think, uh, being able to be open when other people were shut down, especially the hospital system. So it was, it was a blessing for us. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, that, that ends up being huge. Thanks so much. Really good to hear from you. Good luck, Dr. Jimmy Lopez, owner of Universal Wellness Source, also the founder of Healing Flower CBD. Still to come, get ready to pay a high price at the gas pump over the holiday weekend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Gas prices are at their highest point in a long time as people head out to their destinations for the holiday weekend. Let's see what's going on here. Phil Flynn is joining us. Phil is senior market analyst at Price Group. Phil, so we got, what, $75 a barrel here for oil, and gas prices are, what, I think it's the highest in seven years. It is. It's incredible. And the funny thing is, it's not stopping people from driving, right? I mean, you know, usually when we saw a price spike in gasoline, everybody says, the heck with this, I'm staying home, I'm going to walk. But, but we're not seeing that because of pent-up demand. But you're right. You know, part of this is the demand story. Part of this is the oil story. And oil at $75 a barrel means higher product prices. That means higher gasoline prices. And our friends in OPEC can't decide, you know, whether or not they want to add more production to the market. There's a fight in the OPEC cartel. OPEC was going to raise production by 500,000 barrels a day for the next few months. 
the UAE says, hey, we want a bigger share of that, and if, because of that disagreement, we might not get more oil, and that means these prices for gas will keep going. And you mentioned that people are still out there. And I think when it comes down to it, uh, have people started to realize that even when they go up 10 cents or 20 cents a gallon in your pocket, I mean, for some people, that 10 or 20 cents is huge. For others, it ends up being a couple bucks a fill-up. It really is. And and I think when, listen, I, I know there is so many people that are so sensitive to the cost of gasoline, and, and I hear from them every day, you know, so we can never minimize it. But I will say this, you know, there are a lot of people that were locked up in their houses for over years. They haven't seen their families. You know, they didn't really spend a lot of money on gasoline last year because they were, you know, not commuting to work. So, uh, I, you know, I think at least right now, the higher prices, you know, they're going to grin and bear it. But make no mistake about it, if these prices continue to go up, there will be a point of pain for the U.S. economy, for the U.S. consumers, and we will see a pullback when we hit that level. And that's because it impacts everything, right? I mean, if, for example, if truck drivers are paying more in order to get goods to stores, they have to end up charging more for that. And I mean, the price just gets handed down to everyone. It really is. I mean, if you look at fuel prices, you know, sometimes we take them for granted, but they are so ingrained in just about everything that we do. You know, the price of oil, not only gasoline and diesel, but food prices and getting food from point A to point B. Uh, even even a lot of the products that we buy, people forget it's made out of oil. So when these prices go up, it really is an inflationary pressure. And if they don't get these prices under control, you know, it's going to add to the inflation, which is already the hottest it's been as far as inflation that we've seen in many, many years. And so the encouragement to people is just buckle up. There's really no way around it. <laughs> well, there, you know, right now there isn't because I think that, uh, you know, the, the, um, the administration right now doesn't seem to, to want to do things that will cool off prices. You know, in the past, you know, uh, President Trump, for example, would have been tweeting about OPEC, you know, trying to pressure them to raise production. But in this OPEC meeting, we're not hearing anything from the Biden administration. So that really allows OPEC to, to do what they want. And if they're not getting any pressure from the world's biggest consumer, uh, then, you know, they're going to do what they want and keep raising prices. Thanks so much, Phil Flynn. He is Senior Market Analyst at Price Group. If you missed any part of the day's noon business hour, the Replay Podcast will be available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.